superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Activating now. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here's the other surprising part. With guest host Kirk Morrison. Buckle up. He's going to put on a show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I've been watching you guys since day one. You guys are getting better and better. Activating The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, host of the Business of Sports podcast, Andrew Brandt. Golf Channel analyst, Randall Chambly. Still to come, NBA writer for The Athletic, Zach Harper. And now, filling in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison. Oh, man, hour number three here on The Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. Is it truly called the uh, Power Hour? Because it is. It's the Power. I'm powering through this thing as you get ready for that long weekend. Hope everybody's got some good plans this weekend. You get a chance to relax. Like I said, for all the guys, yes, I know it. We got to do it, fellas. They got to get to that honeydew list. Yeah, it's 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 time. Super Bowl was last weekend, so yes, I call it a honeydew right, list weekend right, right. Uh, for a lot of us. I got to put together my son's bed when I get home today. Oh, really? Oh, Upgraded yeah. to the big bed. Oh, he's going to the big dog. Needs there to get it is. put together. Yep. So there you go, Mister uh, Handyman, <laughs> Mister Chris Brockman over there. Oh man, we got a lot to get to. Also, what's more likely coming up in the next segment? So I can't wait to get to that. But this weekend is also NBA. All-Star Weekend. And to discuss that, we got my guy, Zach Harper, the NBA staff writer for The Athletic, joining the Rich Eisen Show. Zach, I would say that NBA All-Star Weekend is sort of the uh, crown jewel of the NBA season outside of the NBA Finals. But what's the biggest storyline going into this year's NBA All-Star Weekend in Utah? I think I think it's as simple as what's going to happen. <laughs> right? Like, right. Like, that sounds very broad, but Kevin Durant went to the Suns. Right. The Nuggets are really good. The Celtics and the Bucks look like the best teams in basketball. Here come the Sixers. Uh, you know, you never know what you, what you can get from the Miami Heat. The Warriors could always right. get it together. Like, I legit, most years, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on, like, a couple of possibilities that'll happen. There's like 30 possibilities of what could happen right now, and I'm baffled on all of them. You know, Zach, you're talking to a guy who played in the National Football League, and so, you know, here I am. I'm in Phoenix. Super Bowl 57 is up, is coming up, and all of a sudden, everyone got these alerts in Phoenix on Wednesday night, late night in Phoenix, and next thing you know, it's Kevin Durant to the Suns, and first of all, people in Phoenix are excited, but I'm saying, what has the NBA come to? But then even more so, I'll take it a step further, Zach. Can the NBA push the de- the trade deadline p- 
past the Super Bowl now because I, I felt the news was getting lost outside of the NBA circles because we're talking about a Super Bowl. We should be talking about this all week long. Can the NBA go back to the old trade deadline that happened after the NBA All-Star weekend, which was always the controversial topic of who's getting traded after the weekend? Well, here's the problem. There are a couple of problems here. One, <laughs> I get it. NFL is king. You guys are creeping in way too far into February. <laughs> All right. Like, way too far. Like, this used to be a January yeah. thing. Like, end of January. <laughs> there were years where my birthday was at the end of January. It was on, it had a Super Bowl day and everything. Like, th- now it's just like, we might as well be a Valentine's Day for the Super Bowl. They may as well be trying to ruin every single relationship out there with this. So, <laughs> I think the NFL needs to pump the brakes a little bit here. But um, you can also blame Vladi Divas. Mm. Vladi traded DeMarcus Cousins to the Pelicans the night of those All-Star games years ago, and then they said, all right, no more of that ever again. We're moving it up. I do like it, like that it's before the All-Star break uh, because it gets all of that worry out of there, um, and, I, and I think it creates some awkwardness in terms of guys who just got traded from a certain player's team, and now they're going to play in the All-Star game together. I like that drama of it. But, yeah, like the timing of the season for the NBA just in general seems off. Yeah, it's been really off. <laughs> but now like you, you mentioned so many teams now that have upgraded or have been able to add a piece that allows them to go out and possibly compete for an NBA title, Zach. So for right now, if you look at the way that I think now, are they the favorites now in the West? Because when you do add a Kevin Durant to a Chris Paul, to a Devin Booker, to a DeAndre Ayton, to a bunch of guys with some good role players, are they not the best team in the West right now, the Phoenix Suns? I think the the the, the thing that you have to say with, with trying to figure that out is the four least, satisfi- least satisfying words of the NBA. It's if they are healthy. Mm. Right? Oh, like if they are healthy, yeah. like I don't know how you mess with them. Like they were already a dominant team in the regular season, at least the last couple of years with Devin Booker, with Chris Paul, Mikhail Bridges. It, it kind of reminds, it's not quite the same as this because the Warriors were at a different level, but when you looked at the Warriors in 2016 and they lost to the Cavs, right, that spectacular right. failing, yeah. and, and, and you started going, all right, well, now what does this do? Well, you replace Harrison Barnes with Kevin Durant, right? Like, that's, that's just a ridiculous upgrade. No offense to Harrison Barnes, but you start thinking about that team with Kevin Durant in there instead, and now you think, all right, Mikael Bridges is super good, really good player. Replace him with Kevin Durant. What does that look like? That, right. I mean, that looks like a team that nobody can stop. Yeah, their rotation is going to be a little short. Yeah, they don't have great bulk in size, so that's going to be an issue against, against someone like Nikola Jokic. But that team is so unbelievably skilled just from Durant and Booker and everyone on top of that that they can fill in that rotation with. Like, I just, if they're healthy, I don't see how you beat them. Mm. He's NBA staff writer for The Athletic, Zach Harper, joining The Rich Eisen Show. You can also follow him on Twitter at TalkHoops. Um, should the and make sure I get this right? Should the Brooklyn Nets be is it relegated or delegated? Should, where should they go? Should they move <laughs> down? Dele- I mean, should they go to the G League? I mean, I don't. They feel, I feel like a couple years ago it was all about can Brooklyn win a championship? And they've had Kyrie and they've had obviously Kevin Durant and here comes Ben Simmons. And now I look there. What what are the Brooklyn Nets doing? <laughs> like, is there any method to this madness? Uh, there's bad method to the madness. I can tell you that. Like everything they did was right in terms of you went out there and got Kevin Durant, and Kyrie right. Irving. That's what you're supposed to do. You went out and traded for James Harden. That's what you're supposed to do. Like there are all these things where they made all these steps along the way in terms of the transaction that made a lot of sense. And even once James Harden didn't want to be there, getting someone like Ben Simmons in theory is a great idea for what that team was. 
the problem is they don't know how to set a culture. Mm. Like that, like we talk about team culture in sports all the time. Yeah. They let KD and Kyrie do whatever they want. And I'm all for player empowerment. I don't think that there's a, there's a bad thing with that to a certain level, but you can't let them run every decision of the team from like practices and all this stuff. And it seems like that's what happened. And so there's got to be a certain point where you check that and say, this is how we do things. If you want to fit in, go ahead. They have a chance to do that moving forward, but I don't know how you sell the next superstars on like, look, it's a great market. It's a great facility. It's a great team uh, concept and everything. But now we're not going to let you have the power that KD and Kyrie had. I don't know a lot of stars that are going to be like, well, wait, so I get less than, than what they had? No, you go there to have the power, and they kind of just paint themselves into a terrible corner. Yeah, it's funny. Remember, I'm still old enough to remember, Zach, that Steve Nash was the coach of the Brooklyn Nets to start the season. And he very quickly that, was. That, that sounds like it was ten years ago. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Man. Zach Harper joined Rich Eisen's show. Um, one team that we haven't talked about: the Los Angeles Lakers. They made some moves. They traded away Russell Westbrook. They get back D'Angelo Russell and a couple other players that fit within this, um, I guess, Lakers of today or right now. How do you forecast or how do you foresee the Lakers going down a stretch? Everybody's excited about a big win over the New Orleans Pelicans who are playing on a back-to-back, I believe. Is, are we supposed to think that the Lakers could be contenders in the West? I can't believe what I'm about to say. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Let, me bra- not, let me brace not, myself. Not, Hold on. Go ahead. Let me brace myself. All right, go ahead. I'm not certain they can get above the Thunder. <laughs> like okay. I, I really am not sure. The Thunder are a good defensive team that got right. some good offensive talent. Shaco Gilgeous Alexander is a superstar in the making, and I realize I'm talking about a team with LeBron and AD and now D'Lo, and I love the Jared Vanderbilt pickup. Like I don't think people realize how good he is and how how instrumental he was to the Timberwolves' success last year. Because when he was on the court, they were a good defensive team, and when he was off the court, they were a disaster. And so he can really tie a lot of things together. And I do think they upgraded that roster. But they put themselves in such a hole. They play such bad basketball half the time. And they have good players, at least at the top. They've filled out their rotation to look better. But in terms of, like, contender, not a chance. Like, they, they just they don't have that championship identity anymore. They don't have those guys to make the sacrifices and play the defense that needs to be played at that level. Their offense isn't even really that good. Now, that should improve with D'Lo, although they, it was kind of the like on-off numbers with him in Minnesota, like they were the exact same offensive team, whether he was on or off, right. and they were horrible defensively with him on. That sh- that's going to be different in, in L.A. because I, I think that they need his skill set more than, than what Westbrook did. But contenders, like, no, like I'm not certain they're better than the Thunder, which mm. may end up sounding stupid, but the Thunder know how to play. Well, the Thunder are currently in the playoffs or the play-in game. That means that the Lakers are currently out of the play-in game if they can't pass the Thunder currently. So that would be something that we uh, watch as we get down the stretch here after the All-Star break. But, Zach, I do want to ask you, because when I think of All-Star games of past, it was truly a big weekend. It was our biggest stars going out playing. And for once, we had a chance to see all of them play together, and it was a great show. But we will have a all-star game without Steph Curry, without Kevin Durant, right? Um, the guys are joking a little bit. We won't have Russell Westbrook. and I know he doesn't have a team, but you mentioned there are some up-and-coming stars. A guy like you mentioned, 
uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. You're like having a John Morant now, who was I think is starting to be put on that superstar level as well as a player. Who benefits most in this All Star Weekend? Who is the star that we'll be talking about even more, or who is the biggest headliner for this All Star Weekend? Well, remember, like Giannis hurt his wrist last. Correct, night. I saw like, that. Like, yes. Do we, do we know if he's gonna he, if he's gonna play? Like, uh, I mean, there there are a lot of question marks there. I think it will be another celebration of LeBron, and deservedly so. Um, I, it's it's still kind of crazy to think that he broke the scoring record, right? The All time <laughs> scoring record. Like, I mean, and I think there should be a massive, massive deal made about that at All Star Weekend. I think it's someone like like Anthony Edwards. Mm, like he gets yes. in as an injury replacement, maybe even someone like De'Aaron Fox. Like I think Correct. you get a chance to meet these young guys. And, and like you said, Ja's a superstar. Like Ja has right. his own shoe from Nike. Like he's on highlights everywhere. Like Ja's a superstar. Ant has that capability to be one of those star personalities. Like everyone loves him. He's got great quotes. He's a fun guy. He's yeah. funny, like legitimately funny, not Dwight Howard funny. Like he's a legitimately funny guy. And I think he's got the game to really show up in something like that and take over. It's just whether or not will the veteran like do veterans still freeze out young guys in all star games anymore? I don't know if they do that. I don't <laughs> yeah, know if right. competitive juices flow <laughs> that way. But maybe he would be one they freeze out. Yeah, he's one of those guys too that just go out there and just wants to go hoop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just want to go play basketball. It doesn't matter. I know LeBron will go out there. He'll come out and play a couple minutes. He'll wave to the crowd. I showed up. I'm here. Take his acknowledgement. But it's, this game is for the younger players, and I get that. But I know we're just missing out on so many big, big stars. And and I, I mentioned Russell Westbrook a minute ago just because it was a big topic here in Los Angeles, Zach. And uh, currently he's a free agent weighing out his options. Uh, I think the Clippers are also a contender in bringing him in. Uh, he could go possibly anywhere in the NBA. I think he's a really big piece for a guy who is willing now to come off the bench and give you some solid scoring, but some of that energy that you need coming off the bench in that second unit. What would be the best place for Russell Westbrook to land for this playoff run? I mean, it's a really good question. Like, I, I don't love the fit with the Clippers. I know all the stuff Paul George said about how they have the spacing to let Russ be Russ. Like, it's right. 2023. Like, you, you don't want Russ to be Russ at this point. Like, that's not <laughs> something that, right. that brings – and I'm not trying to be, like, crap on him, but, like, that's right. just not his game anymore. This isn't the MVP year in 2017. Like, it, it, we're, we're way past that. But I do think he can be useful. I, I think the key is – and it's kind of the conversation we had with Carmelo years ago – like, are you willing to accept a lesser role? He did that with the Lakers. Would he right. do that everywhere? That's what I think the, the hang-up is for teams of, all right, he was willing to do this for LeBron. Would he do this for DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine? Would he do this for Kawhi and Paul George? Would he do this for Jimmy Butler? Like, those are the things where I, I just don't know what the answer to that question is. I don't like to sit on the Clippers, although that seems to be the likeliest scenario. I think Chicago – I mean, Chicago's kind of dead in the water at this right. point. Like, they look really bad, really listless most nights. He could inject some real adrenaline into what they do and maybe give them some life. But also, I mean, I know we're not supposed to use the T word around here. They need a tank. <laughs> like, Chicago needs a tank. Like, they got, right. their pick is top four protected. It's going to Orlando. Like, this is a team that needs some lottery luck to go get Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson. Like, they, they don't mm. need to fight for pride here. Like, that's, that's a bad idea. <laughs> NBA staff writer for the Athletic, for the Athletic Zach Harper, joining the Rich Eisen Show, Kirk Morrison, filling in for Rich. At Talk Hoops is his Twitter handle. You can follow him there as well. Just a couple more minutes because I've got a couple more questions for you. Another guy who's now entered the buyout market 
is a former NBA champion with LeBron James when he was part of the Cleveland Cavaliers is Kevin Love. And I don't know where Kevin Love is as a player right now. Currently, I know that he could definitely be a good piece or a puzzle piece for an NBA team right now heading into the playoffs. Is there a big market for Kevin Love? I think there's a good market for him. Like I think people want to know that he can remain healthy, um, you know, that he can still shoot the ball, that he can still rebound the ball. He's a great passer in the half court. He's a great outlet passer. He's atrocious defensively, right? He has been for his whole career, but he's he's pretty unplayable defensively most nights. So, uh, I God, this is going to sound like such a, a an insult of the player comp, but and I don't mean it to be that way. But years ago, like four or five years ago, the Blazers picked up Enos Cantor. I guess Enos Freedom now, right? And he like wasn't great for them, but he put up good numbers, and he ended up starting a bunch of playoff games for them. And it was like a little bit of of a talent injection into the lineup that that they needed at the time, just a guy to go get numbers and, and play some big minutes. I think he could have a better version of that wherever he goes, but he's not like, he's not a star anymore. He's not a full-time player. And he's someone that is, you know, very strategic in how you have to play him, but his skill set, his skill set's still ridiculous. His IQ is still ridiculous. Like someone could use him as a sixth man or a seventh man. Well, I saved this to the last part of the interview because I wanted to keep my fandom inside. But as a Bay Area born and raised guy, um, I got to let it out now. My my Warriors, when Steph does return, what is the outlook for my Warriors? But more importantly, could this be the last dance for that group of Draymond, Clay, and Steph? It feels like the latter, right? But this couldn't all be because of the punch. Right. Right? Like no, I think we've moved past that already, Steph Zach. Yeah. I mean, like, what has, like Jordan Poole's got to punch him back? Is that going get to the, get them to win on the road? Yeah, Is that going to get them seriously. to play defense now? Like, right. it's it's weird to think that that this season has gone the way it has. They don't have to go out there and be the best team in the West. I know right. Steph's missed a bunch of time, and then Wiggins missed a bunch of time, and they've had guys in and out of the lineup, but they're – just atrocious on the road like they don't play defense at all at a championship level i think they can turn it around especially once steph comes back it just changes everything like he's the most impactful player in basketball and how he affects both sides of the court and and what both what the teams do in terms of how they even play offense because they're worried about him getting out and hitting the three in transition right like they like he really does change everything in that way but uh, i mean they they have to they have to build up championship tendencies again. That's not something mm. I thought they would have to do at this point in the season. But, I mean, if they're going to go on the road in the playoffs and look like this, I mean, they might be lucky to get out of the playing tournament playing like this, let alone try to defend that title. I, I think I think there's a pathway to them getting back and, and being the Warriors, but it t- it's going to take a lot of people looking in the mirror. And, again, I really think Jordan Poole has to punch somebody. To like just put the balance back in, like create, you know, get balance in the universe, whatever that is. Like he's gonna have to. They should make him punch Draymond Green. Zach, I've always this is my saving grace. Can someone beat them four out of seven tries? That's all I keep saying in my head. Is there a team out there that can it, beat them four out of seven tries? It's Steph, right? Right. Like, it's Steph, it. I think I really think Steph's underappreciated, and I know he's a major superstar. Like I don't think people realize. Just how legit. I mean, Isaiah Thomas come out here and saying he wouldn't get 18 a game in the 80s. Are you kidding me? He'd be tried for being a witch or a warlock in the 80s <laughs> if he played the way he did and got transported into you know Isaiah and Larry Bernal. So they'd rough him up. Who cares? He'd be shooting from half court. And there's nothing anybody could do about it. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Zach, uh, appreciate the time. Enjoy NBA All-Star Weekend, all the stories and uh, we'll see who wins the uh, dunk contest, right? Is that is that still exciting? Uh, 
Is that I don't even know. What I mean, it's like new rules every home. year. You got ninety seconds to get two dunks, and your third dunk has to be your best dunk. And if it's not the best dunk, we'll average the two. I'm just going off rules. I don't know. They're, they're really banking on Mac McClung being the. the Instagram sensation in real life. Yeah, the G League. If that yeah, happen, it's going to be a bad one. That's what the NBA has come to now, bringing in influencers into <laughs> the NBA dunk contest. I appreciate the time, Zach. Yeah, thanks, Zach. <laughs> That's Zach Harper. He's the NBA staff writer for the Athletic. Follow him on Twitter at Talk Hoops. Yeah, so that's what the NBA is banking on: the YouTubers, YouTube sensation. Mac McClung, the Bad. influencer. Well, he's a, he's a player, though. It's not like, you know, some of these guys who really are YouTube sensations. Yeah, no, he's he actually, was in the G League this, this year. He played yeah. in, you know, so. See, he got the call. Sixer. He got the call up. Yeah, he got the call up after it was already noted <laughs> that he was going to be in the dunk contest. Then the Sixers brought him up like Man, a few they days just, later. just make it a global dunk contest. Just say, just start bringing in dudes. You know, they should have just like the guys who are like Instagram or YouTube yes. dunkers have them do it against an NBA team. Like, make it like a team competition. Or something. Like a kid, Jordan Kilgannon. You ever seen this guy? Jump the guys who dunk on Instagram are, are way better. Yeah. Way better. Incredible. Yes. Bring those guys in. Yeah, that's probably what we could do. Or you got to give some of these NBA stars incentives, like. I don't know what it, what you Didn't can offer. Was it last, last year? Last year so like, what, what incentives? You know what I mean? Like, like two million we, dollars. Uh, yeah. Like, hey, John Morant, you win the dunk contest, four million bucks. Let's well, that's go. a little ridiculous. You know, God but... rest his soul. Rest in peace. But <laughs> that's, that's what made everyone fall in love, too, with Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. It was they did seeing it. them do the dunk contest. That's what rose them in their stature yeah. in the NBA. You know, they were great players, but to see them like, okay, oh, he can do that? Yeah. I didn't have to worry about it, seeing him doing it in-game. But anyway, what's more likely is what I want to figure out. What's more likely uh-huh. coming up next here with Mr. Chris Brockman. I am Kirk Borson. I am filling in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisman Show. More coming up next. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, it's the Rich Eisen Show back here. 844-204-RICH at Twitter at Rich Eisen Show. As always, we are here hanging out at the uh, Rich Eisen Show radio network, and I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, which is furnished by Granger, by the way, which supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Poll question from earlier. What will you be watching this weekend? Is it NBA All-Star Weekend? The Daytona 500, the XFL's debut part two, the Genesis Open, or that good old honeydew list that you've been putting off <laughs> all football season. Let us know at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter. But you know what? What's more likely for me to get done or what's more likely for Chris Brockman? Yeah, what's up, guys? <laughs> hey, before we get to what's more likely, update on the poll. It is out there at Rich Eisen Show. Give us a call right now. Uh, if you have any thoughts, first weekend without the NFL, what are you watching? NBA All-Star Weekend, 17%. Mm. The Daytona 500, 16%. XFL, 40%. What? No way. No way. The Genesis, 26%. XFL is leading the way, guys. XFL. People are still jacked for football. Still have football on the brain. You know what? That's, that's kind of surprising, but I love it, too. I love it. Yeah. Okay, XFL. It. All right. Let's get to what's more likely. Now, Kirk, I don't know if you've ever been here on a what's more likely Friday, but here's the deal. I throw out two things. Yep. You have to tell me which one is more likely to take place. Gotcha. Very simple game we play. Hit it. What? What's more likely? Never say never, but never. <laughs> All right. First up, a couple of NFL topics, and then we'll hit uh, some basketball to take us home. What's more likely, guys? Who's more likely to make it back to the Super Bowl next year? Chiefs or Eagles? Oh, that's easy. That's, it's the Chiefs. That's easy. easy. They play in the harder conference. No, it's the Chiefs. What do you mean? Because the Philadelphia Eagles, not only did they lose their offensive coordinator in Shane Steichen, so that's a, a voice in the room, another voice in the head of Jalen Hurts. They got to replace that. Oh, man, I forgot. They got to replace the defensive coordinator. You mean of the, the guy that just gave him 38 defense. points? I mean, it was Patrick Mahomes. Let's get rid so of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, but they have to get rid of I mean, let's not discount what he did in the regular season. Now, this was a number two ranked defense in the National Football League, led to the NFL in sacks. So they got to replace not only one, but two coordinators. And oh, by the way, they got to figure out how to retool this defense with a lot of aging superstars. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, and Dominican Sue. We can start naming some of the guys. Remember, one-year deals for C.J. Gardner-Johnson and also James Bradbury. So as much as I think that the Philadelphia Eagles have a good chance. I just don't know because I think the NFC will be a lot better. But the Chiefs, let's be honest, the last five years, the road to the Super Bowl has gone through MCI. And that's the Kansas City Airport abbreviation for those out there listening. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to be without Eric Bieniemy. might be uh, nearing a deal with Washington soon. Correct. But is it really Eric Bieniemy? Is it really Andy Reid? We'll have that. Oh, by the way, they still got a quarterback coach over there by the name of Matt Nagy who called plays and or who has been in the head of 
uh, or was there when Patrick first started. So you've got that to deal with. So I think that a little bit easier in that sense. And also, too, they're in a division that's still up and down right now. Justin Herbert, how do you feel about him? The Raiders, they don't necessarily have their quarterback in place. And we've been talking Russ more Westbrook on the NBA, but Russ, will he cook in terms of Wilson in the NFL with the Broncos and now Peyton? So I'm still going with them, the best team in their division, and they may have an easier road to the number one seed. So I'm going Chiefs. What's more likely? Kirk, we're literally like we're sharing a brain right now because <laughs> my next topic, AFC West. Oh, wow. There it is. What's more likely? Chargers finally broke through and made the playoffs last year. Correct. You know, they lost in epic fashion with that big Jaguars comeback. So what's more likely? Chargers win a playoff game in 2023 or Sean Payton gets Russ and the Broncos into the postseason. Oh, damn. Oh, man. Chargers win a playoff game yeah. or Broncos just make it? I'm going to go with the Broncos make the playoffs. I think they have an outstanding defense. We saw it this year that held them in games. I mean, there's times that they just like the NFL is if you can score 17 points, you're supposed to win. That offense couldn't even score 17 (laughs) in Denver. I think they'll score more than that with the defense that they have. I think that they make the playoffs as a seven seed next year. I just have that faith in what they're doing. Possible defensive coordinator Rex Ryan, possibly. You saw that being floated around. So um, I I look for that as far as the Chargers. It's the Chargers still. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean, like, let's be honest. They were up 27-0, and they lost the playoff game to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguar. That's still in, that's still fresh in my mind, man. I saw Trevor Lawrence at the Super Bowl, and I said, I mean, at the, at the uh, Pro Bowl, and I asked him about that. Like, you were down 27-0. He was like, yeah, but we still feel like we could have an opportunity to win. Like, that's confidence, but that's also bad coaching on the opposite side, yeah, too. Pretty All right. Uh, we've been talking a lot about it because it's gonna it's be there. You're already seeing it everywhere. What the what are the Bears gonna do at number one, Kirk? What's so what's more likely? Justin Fields gets traded or the Bears trade the number one pick? I think the Bears trade the number one pick. You have to. I, I think you still have Justin Fields under his rookie contract. You still basically can control him for the next three seasons. Okay, so you have a lot that you can still I think figure out. And if you can gain more players, that's what they, they want more players, right? Remember, they traded away Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. They brought in Chase Claypool. So they're bringing in assets to help Justin Fields. And you can add maybe one of the best pass rushers in this draft and Will Anderson, maybe even adding a wide receiver, another offensive lineman. There's more guys that can be impact players right away for Chicago. And if you're able to gather more picks, then why why not? Why do that? Because if you go out and get a top quarterback, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, whoever it may be, you could still be in the same situation two years from now. So I'd rather go with a guy who I can still mature and nurture, get things going in the right direction. Who knows? He could be like Jalen Hurts, right? Give him a couple more years under his belt. And now you've got some players that are surrounding him that makes him a better quarterback. All right, one more football one before we move on. Uh, we're getting to that time of the year, a couple weeks before the start of the new league year. We're, the rumor's starting up. Guys might get cut. Guys might get traded. More likely to be playing on a new team in 2023. DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Ramsey. Ooh, wow, that's a good one. Whew, I would go more likely 
Hopkins. I think Hopkins has to figure it out. And I think, obviously, we all saw that soundbite with Bill Belichick and DeAndre Hopkins, right, when the Patriots played against the Cardinals on Monday Night Football, how much they respect each other. Could that be a nice little landing spot, give Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien, the new offensive coordinator in New England, a weapon? Or could that even work? DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien reuniting. Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre yeah, he Hopkins. Traded. That's what I'm saying. Could that even work, first of all, as I'm saying it out loud? I think Jalen Ramsey, quiet, has kept had a really decent year. I think he's he's had a year in which it's solid for every other quarterback, but when you're considered the best, he gave up some big plays. But I think he also took a lot of chances. And they were just a, a bad team this year. The Rams were just a really bad team. I think he'll have a rebound year. But he is one of those pieces you have to keep on your defense. Now, the following year, that's a little bit different. But I think more likely, DeAndre Hopkins is on a different team than Jalen Ramsey. All right, quick golf one before we get to uh, basketball. Uh, they're playing in the same group right now, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy. So what's more likely, Tiger makes the cut in more than two majors this year or Rory wins a major? I think Rory wins a major. I think Roy more what's more likely is Rory wins a major. I mean he he seems always more dialed in when it comes to these majors. He was for so some close reason. last year at the open. He was oh Second I mean but runner up in the Masters. He has been dialed in. I saw him win the Dubai tournament a couple weeks ago. I mean it was to me, I think he's locked in with Tiger. Again, this was more of his tournament right now, the Genesis. So he kind of knows the terrain, he knows how to handle it. I just don't know with some of the other venues for Tiger Woods, can he handle, obviously, what it takes, the the day-to-day for him having to recover after an 18-hole round and the process that he goes through. I'm just going to stick with what I do know, which Roy McIlroy definitely winning a major. Or, yeah, winning a major this year. Tiger bogey on six. To go to minus one. All right, NBA. What's more likely to be the highlight of NBA All-Star Weekend? The three-point shootout or the slam dunk contest? I think you got YouTubers now, so I'm going to go with the dunk contest. That's all we remember. No one remember who won. Matter of fact, who won last year's three-point contest? <laughs> <laughs> who won last year's dunk contest? We I don't just, remember. <laughs> uh, Simmons from uh, Simons from the Simons. Trailblazers. Simons. Won the dunk won contest, the dunk. right? Really? But yeah. he's out. He was going to go for back-to-back, and then he got injured, yeah? I think he's doing the three-point shootout this year. Mm. Yeah, Tatum not, and Dame Lillard in the three-point okay. shootout. So more I'm star gonna, power yeah, more in the shootout. More star power in the shootout, uh, right. I, I, can, I can see this three-point shootout, maybe, but the more what we'll, we'll talk about more, I think maybe nah, it's McClung. Not. I will go McClung. I, think, I would say we we're talking more about the dunk contest, only because, number one, either it was really, really good, or we're gonna, <laughs> people are voting to get rid of it. Right? Well, it Nate, Nate Robinson and uh, Birdman the one year. Yeah. Yes. 85 <laughs> Dunks later. We're talking about if is it really, really good? Like, oh, the dunk contest is back. Or we're saying, just get rid of it. All right, last one. Uh, well, who's more likely to be the best duo the rest of the season? The new one in Phoenix, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, or Tatum and Brown, Celtics and Suns, your two favorites for the NBA title right now. Ooh, can I go option C? I would like option D. I would like option C. C is what? Is Kyrie and Luca? Option on. D is what? Embiid. And when who? Harden. Oh, oh, James Harden is done. He's I'm done. A, okay. You're, you're, I'll, I'll say you haven't watched like the Sixers it. at all this year, I can tell. <laughs> I like the Kyrie Luca. I do? I do like it. How? I really do. 
Uh, because I think you have two great scores. Two ball-dominant guards. Yeah, but Kyrie yeah. is in a situation where he knows this is Lucas' team. This is not his team. Does he know that, Kirk? I think he does know do you, that. Do you, does he know? Because <laughs> there's a lot of other things that he doesn't I know. Think, I think he does know. And I think he's at a point right now in his career where he's like, okay, I'm going here to be a piece. I'm not going here to be the focal point. You have to understand that. You got to. Okay. I'm going to. I, I'm saying I like. All right, we're gonna see. First and remember, off, Luka, first off, Luka just needed another legitimate score next to it. Clear yeah. rules violation of what's more likely. I, I gave know, you two clear, options and you went with options. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, I is like it Booker style, or Durant or is it Sometimes Tatum you can't be Brown. placed in a box, Kurt. You know what I mean? You do your own thing. All right, but it's, if you want to go with your options. I would definitely go with the guys with the Suns. All right, how about that? You bet the I just want to see those Suns uniforms, right? Anytime we can get those uniforms on TV, that is always that a Durant plus. That Durant 35 is going to be the best-selling jersey in the league, right? Might be. But, but my thing is, what? so what happens with all those Durant 7 jerseys and Kyrie 11 net jerseys? Oh, well, they, 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 now, they now become vintage. Did I, did I tell you okay, what happened? They're, they're okay, okay quick, quick story, quick story. So, you know, I'm out in Vegas covering the Pro Bowl. All right. And this, the news had just been released a couple weeks ago, a week prior, that the Raiders were going to obviously really, uh, Derek Carr would not be a part of the franchise. They they haven't technically released him, but they granted his, you know, his uh, ability to go seek a trade. So I go to an outlet, which will remain nameless, because I like, I'm an outlet shopper, right? Me too. So I'm going to an outlet. I'm going to outlet. No, no, I'm in Camarillo? Vegas. I'm in Vegas, but Camarillo, okay. yeah, it depends. You can't get, you can't catch it during Christmas time. That's a bad place to be. <laughs> but I'm over in in at the outlets. I'm shopping, and I get to and a, you know a sporting store, and I get there, and I'm like, oh man, I might pick up a cool little jersey for the kids or something. Hmm. And lo and behold, man, that thing wasn't. It was still fresh. Was- that. Those Derek Carr Raiders jerseys off? half off, man. Oh. man. Broke my heart saying like, wow. How quickly? I mean, it ain't even he, he wasn't even released yet. That thing was on the clearance rack. Hey, it's a cold world. Cold world. They're cool. in the same box with the Eagles Super Bowl title uh, shirts. Oh, <laughs> Eagles oh, championship oh, shirts oh. here today. Here today. Eagles Bengals Super Bowl shirts. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man! All right, oh man, coming up to wrap this thing up. Coming back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Kirk Borson filling in for Rich. We got a uh, TJ. Yeah, buddy. A little, little TJ time coming up, huh? A little return yeah. of the big ass grab bag. There it is. All right, that's coming up next here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Borson filling in for Rich. 
Oh, man. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Friday, getting ready for the long weekend. Hope you all gassed up, ready to go, being safe on the highways as always. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich. I've been waiting for TJ's big grab bag. So <laughs> you just go ahead. Take it away, man. Take it what away. What in the world is in that bag? What you got in that bag? <laughs> oh, man. It's been a long time since I've done this, but I'm going to hit you with a kaboom. <laughs> Guess who stepped in the room? TJ here. Listen, it's been a while since we did this big-ass grab bag, TJ's Top 5, and I'm going to make this one quick. These are just, you know, we came back from Phoenix, Arizona. We had a Correct. great time for the Super Bowl. We spent Wednesday through Thursday there. And there were just some observations that I made oh. in the three days that mm. were there. And so I just kind of threw them all in a little bag, and I'm going to stir it up, and I'm going to pull them out. And I'm going to give you TJ's Top 5 things that I just observed or saw or picked up on why we were in Arizona. Okay. Uh, coming at number five, you know, Kirk, you mentioned that it was 75 degrees for the game, right? Correct. And a place where it gets 120 degrees sometimes, I'm telling you what, man, Phoenix really was cold. Oh, at night? Oh, yeah. It was oh, chilly at, okay. at yeah. night, man, okay. and I didn't quite yeah. realize it. You know, we went to go see Burt yeah. Kreischer one night. Jason Feller, all he had on was a baseball jersey, no T-shirt, no oh, yeah. jacket. I'm like, dog, you might need to put a coat on. As we stood outside of uh, the mullet arena for 20 minutes waiting on an Uber. It was about 40 degrees out. I mean, my man looked at me and was like, thank God you made me bring (laughs) a coat. So, So, yeah, you wouldn't have suspected a place that's so hot in the day to be so chilly, but man, it was cold at night. All right, coming at number four. You know, we do this show every day and you don't really take into consideration the fact that there are people on the other side of the TV screen on the other side of the radio, right? Right. It was really kind of a humbling experience to have people come up and stop us on the street, in the convention center, at the hotel, and say, hey, man, I love you on the show. I watched the show. It just it just blew my mind. Like, I had a guy, a security guard, as I was going up an escalator, was like, I watch you on TV. And I literally turned to him. I went, who, me? And he's like, you're the Cowboys fan, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, that is me. He goes, yeah, I watch you on TV. So just want to give a shout out to all the fans that, like, came up to us, stopped us, and, like, showed love. Man, like I said, it's kind of humbling yes. to know that people were really out there watching. And it was super cool to, to kind of meet some of the people out there, man. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who came up to me, Chris, Mike, and I'm sure Rich as well. Um, coming in at number three, right? It was the location of our set there. Mm. You know, everybody was in media row. And let me give an example of something. You you remember Atlanta, right? The show Atlanta. Well, in the first season, the season finale, Ernie wakes up. Donald Glover wakes up at a party. Ernie wakes up at a party. All nighter, he slept at the crib. He can't find his jacket. He's walking around looking for his jacket. And the guy who hosts the party is a little bit mad because they ruined his house, right? Right. And he's like, you know what, man? I know y'all, but I don't know y'all. Like, you know, I knew you, but I don't really know you to be here messing up my crib like this. That's how I feel about the set. Like, we was with everybody, but we weren't really with everybody. You know, we had our own little spot in the corner. As you can see, we were by the NFL experience. We weren't in the mix of Radio Row with all the shows on top of each other that gave our show a really clean just really cool look man so shout out to everybody who made that happen from Roku to James to everyone involved man the set looked great the show looked great it was really dope and and speaking of that we had number two the incredible guest list we had I'm talking Hall of Famers I'm talking Super Bowl champions great comics WWE superstars our people knocked it out the box knocked it out the park with our guest list so I give a shout out to Liz and all the other bookers man who just our guest list was incredible and literally there were people there that you were in awe of 
that you got to sit and talk to. So that's number two of the thing that I picked up. We had a great guest list. Now, come to number one. Let me, Hoskins, play this real quick. I picked up on something. If we I have like the, the way things are going now, guys are somewhat taking more control of just their life and the things that are going on. Back in the day, you play with a team for 100 years and you get a pat on the back in the end and it's like, all right, well, whether you were a good player, unsung hero, Hall of Famer, that was it. Nowadays, the kids are like, well, nah. Well, you kind of did that yeah, with Minnesota. Yeah, 100%. I feel like I'm 100% agreeing in that. I always have something to back it. Like, you got to have a thorough explanation as to why you don't want certain things or why. And it's not necessarily selfishly, uh, because at the end of the day, this is a professional business. This is a business. Because if I tell you firsthand, if you're not doing your job, they're going to find somebody that is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if I am doing my job or I kind of just want a different scenery, why not? All right, so that was Bill's wide receiver, Steph Diggs, one of the best receivers in football. You know, he was talking about, you know, players kind of taking their own careers and into their own hands. And what I picked up by that is he was and he said, now, wanting to play for the same team for 100 years, that's kind of out. Realizing if I'm doing my job and I want a different scenery, why not? You know what that told me, Kirk Morrison? What's that? that told me by hook or by crook, somehow, someway, Steph Diggs is going to make his way to Dallas to play with his brother, Trayvon. <laughs> and he's going to be a Dallas Cowboy. What? That's essentially what he told me. I don't know if, if you guys picked this up wow. or not, but that's what I saw. And that was TJ's top five takeaways that I oh took away God. from our time. In Phoenix for the Super Bowl. That was right? a long yes. way to get to that. The oh man, um, hell going on. The hell going on is right. <laughs> I, I agree with you. With number four, fans mm-hmm. were amazing. Yeah, uh, your location was 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 perfect. So right. Because you know, media row is—I mean, media center got too much going on, too many shenanigans. Too much yeah, going on. it's just it's like, loud. It's, it's just, too it's, much. It's a lot. You so know? we had we had a great. There wasn't yeah. a bunch of background Perfect. noise, so to speak. And yeah, we had a great location. And I know about the guest list. You guys bring in a great way of not just sports, but you bring in the entertainers as well, actors and everybody. So you do a good job of being one of the, one of the more well-rounded shows when Thank it comes that, to yeah. um, Super Bowl number five. I couldn't agree with you more. I actually went out with my buddy who lives in Phoenix. And so we had to go to a VIP event earlier. So I said, hey, let's bring a change of clothes. I don't want to wear a suit all night because I had to put a suit on. Mm-hmm. So I put a suit on for the, our, our first event, which was only from like it was a, a 6 to 9 p.m. event. And then we were going to go to the W and, and down in Scottsdale. So mm-hmm. we're like, cool. So let's bring a change of clothes. Get so I remember, casual. yeah, I want to be more comfortable. So I put on my little, my little leisure, comfortable, casual outfit. He put his on. We got out of the car. We're walking over to the W. Mm-hmm. And I looked. I said, you ain't bring a jacket? He said, oh, no, uh-uh, I'm good. Man, we <laughs> must have hit Old Town Scottsdale Road. Scottsdale Road. And I'm just going to say this, man. I say, lucky he was my buddy, but I can't be looking at your chest area because right now <laughs> I know it's cold. <laughs> I'm just going to put it like that. I said, it is cold out Freezing, here. Freezing, man. He was like, man, I don't know how they forgot my coat. I said, I told you. This the the how cold it was at night and it had like this little wind to yes. like that kicked it up mm-hmm. even more yeah. and i know in california anytime it dips below 60 we're like oh it's kind of cold out yeah, I mean, but it was a different it was cold cold it was a different kind of cold over there in arizona so yeah uh yeah no way and, uh yeah with, with stefan Diggs, that's just not gonna happen hey you, hey, you never know he's got yeah. an out yeah. he's got a contract out at the end of 25 i'm just saying uh, you, you never know wow he mentioned earlier about playing somewhere warm yeah, i'm just saying that's just what i took from uh, i guess you know but, yeah. that's just me but i think if he goes to dallas wouldn't he be taking money out of his brother's pocket 
Well, it's all they they combine all their money into <laughs> one. Say it, like, you know, does he care about playing in the postseason? Oh, oh wow. wow! You know what? Well, he will if he plays with us. Speaking of, speaking <laughs> of postseason, and I know, I know Hoskins wait, are. Wait, wait, I know Hoskins hates that. that. Which brings me so because if he goes to Dallas, then obviously he won't be playing in a postseason. And oh, I, Kirk, did watch see, your mouth, I did watch your see mouth. something. From uh, a prominent oh, Dallas Cowboy this, this week, amazing. Uh, Micah Parsons, <laughs> uh, J. Ron Curse tweeted, "Damn, I want a ring before it's all said and done." Micah Parsons brought it up. I want a ring so bad, my girl can't get one until <laughs> I get one. She'll get one soon. <laughs> So, he said, what's it going to be? Friendships forever? Well, he's this is second year, Kirk Morrison. <laughs> Friendship forever? This is year two for Micah. Well, she's going to get a promise ring that will never be, uh, the, will never come true. The audacity. The damn act together. The audacity. <laughs> that's a promise that's ring. A, huh? That's a bad man right there. He's going to bring the ring home. <laughs> just, she, right. she getting a promise ring. Micah yeah, Parsons is going to let the fact that he didn't get one first place vote for defensive player what? of the year, he's going to let that they motivate gonna, him. He's going to give her a, a pinky swear. Like I pinky swear, that's a little pinky ring. That's it. Like that's Parsons going to play quarterback. I don't know what he's going to do. Man. I mean, from a, from, figure something from out. a former linebacker, I can't believe you're going to disrespect Michael Parsons like that. <laughs> I, no, no, you I, see I don't what that disrespect man is Michael doing. Parsons. I felt like he, he should have gotten. Like you disrespect him a little. No, no, no. no. Nick Bosa was the NFL's defensive player of the year. Uh, but Micah Parsons should have been in that conversation as well. So a he lot didn't more. get one first. He place didn't get vote. one person. I'm like one part. He didn't get one vote. Well, that's because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys, man. The haters going to hate, I guess. <laughs> I but you know what? I'll give the Dallas Cowboys credit. They did win a playoff game. They finally. Did. They finally did. They did it. So we went from losing the first round of the playoffs to losing the second. So next year we're going to get to the, the conference championship. championship. We're going to lose that. Okay. Because that's just the progression. And then maybe the next year we'll get to the Super Bowl. So it's that. levels really? to this thing. Yeah, levels. Yeah. I need to go get another receiver, though. That's it. That's what I'm telling Let's you. Let's go. Jack with All right, let's see what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. But <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Kurt. Yeah, I, I love the Cowboys. Friday, I'm not a fan, but there's just so much drama. Whether they win, whether they lose, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs>